Hey everyone, this is Eric, and welcome to the CBC Podcast Behind the Pulpit. This Sunday was Vision Sunday, and Pastor Brandon talked about where we're headed as a church, both this year and in the long term. He talked about the importance of relational discipleship and the emphasis that we'll be making on biblical community in small groups. Today I'll be joined by Brandon and Nick to discuss Sunday's message. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. All right, well, I'm here with Brandon and Nick once again. Uh, welcome, guys. Thanks. Hey. Good to be here. Good morning. So uh, this past Sunday, um, Brandon casted the vision for our church, where we're headed, especially this year, uh, 2019, 2020. And, um, you know, I think it's been something that we've been talking about, something we're really excited about. Um, I know you were able to share your journey, Brandon, Um you know, with us, the staff, you shared it with the small group shepherds. You obviously casted it this past Sunday. But that'd be really helpful for those who are listening to kind of hear your journey and and kind of coming to the conclusion, right, uh, that, hey, it's it's not just about Sundays. It's about relational discipleship. You know, we're going to really go forward with the community, doing life together. Um, you know, and I, and I love how you casted that this Sunday, but... Yeah, maybe for for those who don't know, what was kind of that journey like in in coming to this point? Yeah, I'm probably going to repeat myself because I can't remember what I've said to the different groups. But you know, it was, it was a really it was really cool because I I went into the the whole process and kind of exploring what you know where God is leading us, kind of hoping for slash expecting like some amazing like out there vision like you know god's gonna reveal like i I don't know what i was thinking it was gonna be but i was thinking something kind of outside the box something different Mm. um and and so you know as i started visiting churches you know i had this in the back of my mind like man like you know what's god what's god gonna say you know and i think as i visited the the things i was recognizing were really like I mean, interesting to me, but kind of basic, you know? And so I think that the first thing I realized almost right away was just that idea that like, just like the church services, and I, I think I mentioned this across the board, they're, they're just kind of all the same, you know, like you're not really going to reinvent the wheel, mm-hmm. you know, with, with a church service and like they were good. I, I don't want to like give the wrong impression. I enjoyed them all. Um, but that w- that really stood out to me. Uh, it, I also right away I was like, when you kind of take away the relational side of things, it's like, wow, this is like it, it loses a lot more than I thought it would. You know, like I've done like I've visited other churches before, but never by myself. You know, we go mm-hmm. visit with the worship ministry. Alyssa and I'll go, and that whole process of like sitting with someone, talking about church, dialoguing about that experience is pretty vital um, to, to, to being in church. And so at least initially I was actually kind of disappointed with that kind of insight, you know, like, mm. okay, so I'm not really seeing anything different. I'm not really seeing anything all that interesting or, um, you know, you know, what does that all mean? And so actually like the first two months of sabbatical, Uh, like a lot of good stuff was happening in me personally, you know, obviously stuff with family, all the rest of it was going great, but I was really discouraged Mm. in terms of like the vision aspect of things. Like, man, like I'm going to come back in like a month and I'm going to have to say to (laughs) the staff, I'm going to have to say to Eric, like, man, I got nothing. (laughs) You know, all I realized was that church service is boring. (laughs) But then like literally like, this one Sunday, um, I went to this church and it was, it was actually one of my favorite churches that I visited. Um, and kind of the, the pastor there went up right at the beginning of service was like, Hey, you know, guys, like, I just wanted to emphasize this. We're on a break from our small groups right now, but if you're just visiting with us today, or, you know, if you've just been coming out for a little while, like, that's just, that's the heartbeat of what we do. Small groups are the foundation of our church. We really live and breathe our small groups. And so even though we're not meeting right now, you know, we just want you to know that. And it kind of struck me as like, well, that's really cool on one hand 
that they're just kind of talking about it at that mm. level. Like it's so clearly ingrained in who they are that they're not even doing small groups. And they're like, hey, just a reminder, this is what we're about. And so just from that perspective, I, I admired that and I realized how much I appreciated that kind of visionary bent, you know. Mm. But even more so, I thought about it and it, and it all kind of clicked like that's kind of what what i've been like sensing is is this just this draw towards community and so kind of that next week I, I started to think about it and pray about it and i realized one that what i had been realizing about church was the vitality of relationships right mm, they're like mm. you know it's not church service which i had been all for and i've always been for i've always been like let's do an awesome service but it's really relationships are important. And then I realized that like the most significant thing that God's been doing in my life over the past two years is our small group that, mm. you know, that Nick, that you've been leading and, um, you know, and one of the fears that I had going into sabbatical was, you know, they always say, right, you can't lead people where you haven't been, mm. you know? So it's like, if, if God had ex- kind of revealed this vision of like being a super like, missional to the inner city kind of church like that's cool i think that's awesome but how are we going to lead that because <laughs> like look we all value that kind of thing but mm-hmm. none of us have done that or if god revealed this vision you know to you know be all about missions to morocco or you know what, whatever that is yeah. like there are there are only so many things that i felt like you know we as a staff and, and me personally felt kind of capable of, of, of leading And so to kind of come to this point where it was like small groups, relationships, it was like, that's literally where God has been leading me. So it makes sense that, you know, the next step of that would be God saying, okay, now I want you to lead our church in that direction. And I think that's something, you know, Nick, obviously that, you know, you've been experiencing, Eric, Mm -hmm. I know you've been experiencing in your small group and something that we've just been sensing over the past year is like, what are we going to do about small groups? We have all these young families, young adults. This is the future of our church. And the majority of them aren't in in a group, Mm -hmm. aren't really connected to the church relationally. Like they come on Sundays. That's great. They consider themselves a part of our church, but, and they might be growing obviously, Mm -hmm. but there isn't kind of that kind of church growth service commitment relationship that, that you kind of hope to see. And so just kind of as I like processed through that and thought about, again, my journey, our journey as a staff and kind of what our church needs, it all kind of fit together. And then I realized, you know, like that's what I had been drawn to, you know, certain aspects of churches that like I'd visit and I think, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Like just little things. They were all related to that Hmm. kind of community relational um, kind of paradigm. And so it was like literally within one week after going to that church and just hearing that kind of simple phrase, like the wheels just started turning and God just kind of started opening up all these ideas about, look, like this isn't that hard. And it's the cool thing, too, is it's not a huge departure for our church. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're trying to completely change our identity. I think one of the strengths of CBC has always been community. It's always mm-hmm. been relationships small groups is something that you know starting from the foundation of the church to like when sam lee was here like that's always been something that we've cared about we just haven't you know kind of maintained it i think you know the way we wish we had and so it's kind of a new thing that's also carrying on the legacy of who we are as a church Mm -hmm. and so that was really appealing to me too that we don't have to stand up in front of people and say here's this thing you don't like you don't care about you you're not interested in (laughs) come follow us but to be able to say like hey here's who we are and and we know you guys care Mm -hmm. about this we know this is part of why you're here let's just do this better yeah and so it was yeah for me it was really kind of cool how that all came together and then yeah as we started meeting in that you know that last month of sabbatical and talking about it just hearing the confirmation from you talking to nick about it talking to the staff about it talking to my mom about it just recognizing yeah that's something i think that we're all feeling and that we're all on board with and so yeah it was it was ex- it was exciting to go from that oh my gosh yeah. i'm nothing <laughs> <laughs> i'm such a failure to just like okay god 
you know, like God's, God's going to work. And it, and it did feel like a moment of just like grace. Yeah. God's like, here, like, I'm gonna make this super simple mm-hmm, for you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's so awesome here. And it's funny cause I mean, I've heard you talk about it and share your journey, but listening to you right now or, you know, you share it. It's so obvious. God's like fingerprints on this process and journey, right? Because mm-hmm. like you said, if there's someone who would have went out and came back with a vision that's outside of the box, that would have been grand and creative and like, it would have been, it's you, like, yeah. it's kind of what we expected, you know? So for you to come back and to, to lay out something that's so central though, mm-hmm. you know, that some might view as like, Oh, okay. It's nothing new, but mm-hmm. it is so foundational. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that's com- even more confirmation because it's not something you would just naturally do, <laughs> you know, like, right. like, yeah, like, and especially, you know, I think in light of your journey or two years ago, if, if someone said, hey, let's be a church of small groups, you know, like, <laughs> and we know, right? Like your mom, yeah. Donna, she would ask us at staff means a lot, right? She oversees the small group ministry of the last four or five years. She would ask us that question like, well, how do you guys feel about small groups? Are we a church with small groups? Are we church of small groups? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we just quiet, right? Like <laughs> we wouldn't answer that question or we'd yeah. give a, a reason to justify why we were the way we were. So, you know, I think this journey of, you know, I think kind of just your own personal journey with small groups, your small group, um, going on sabbatical, experiencing what you experience, like, you know, to me, it's just confirmation that this is God's timing, you know, that, that's coming to play. Yeah. And I, I think that was something that once it all came together, it, it looks so obvious. Right. And, but in the moment to, to not see that mm-hmm. it was cool for it to all come together. And yeah, like you said, like two years ago, I mean, basically like two and a half years ago, I didn't even want to be in a small group. I was like, no, that's not for me to like, okay, I'll join a small group. I love my small group to, oh my gosh, this is what makes church good. Like that's, it's, it's, it is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. You know what? Yeah. Follow up on Nick. I want to get to you because obviously when we talk about community, small groups, you have you play such a big role in that, but you know, you talked about, you know, you shared on Sunday, your experience with your small group, you know, going from like, I don't need one. Do I love it? It's it's the thing I look forward to most. What were some of the key moments in that experience where you just began to to either recognize or or what did you experience that you just felt like, oh my gosh, like this is so good that you didn't anticipate going yeah. into it? You know, I mean, I think almost right away, like the first meeting we had, I was shocked by how much I enjoyed it, hmm. you know, and so... Going into it, you know, I've been in small groups in college as a young adult, and, like, they're always fine. Like, it's not like I've had, like, terrible small group experiences, but it always kind of feels kind of the same, and there's kind of just a rhythm to it that I just hadn't enjoyed. And in this particular small group, I think the way Nick leads it is a big part of that. And so, um, I don't know, and, and just, you know, obviously the people, it was kind of like a perfect storm of, of things coming together um but i think just that that feeling of like this is really fun you know these are people i really enjoy being around and so yeah that first that first meeting and just kind of sitting around talking and i don't even remember what the discussion was about but it felt very real mm-hmm. you know it just felt like okay there's like i don't i didn't know everybody that well but i felt like there was like a like a genuineness to everyone's like whatever they shared, whatever their reasons for being there was. Um, so that was, I think the start was really good. And yeah, within the first few months, it was like, that was what I looked forward to most about church. Is like, I never, ever looked forward to going to small group. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, you get to the point where it's like, all right, small groups tonight. I don't really want to go, but I know it's going to be good. And I know I'll be glad I went. You know, that's typically, you know, how you feel. But no, it's like, I can't wait to go to small group. Like, and I think there's a lot to it. I think the way it's structured in that, I think Nick placed a premium on like, there's like a, there's like a, we'd do an hour of like hanging out. We'd eat dinner, the kids would play, you know, and and that part of it I think was really important because it, it did put the relationships front and center. So it wasn't like you sat down and you started praying right away mm-hmm. and you d- dove into stuff and it was like 
you know, you, you had an hour to just kind of be and kind of like sink into the community of it. And then I also think like, again, the way Nick structured the questions, the topics, like it always felt like meaningful. I always felt like we were talking about something that whether it's parenting, whether it's our marriages, whether it was questions about where we're at faith wise. Um, Again, not to kiss your butt too much, Nick. Nick, Nick has <laughs> no, no, a- keep it coming, man. Cool. Keep it coming. <laughs> yeah. We have this. We're recording this, so we can just replay it over and over, Nick. Whenever Nick's feeling discouraged, you can just listen to this podcast. No, Nick has a real gift for, for crafting questions and discussion time that feel meaningful. I remember feeling that way at the men's retreat, too. It's mm. like I could make a list of questions and, like, you know, I, I'll watch small groups like, oh, nobody's interested in these questions. These are terrible questions. But I think the way you think about it and the thought you put into, I don't know, and just your insight into what makes a group function, that was really huge. And I always felt like we had good questions. And and again, there was just this willingness to, like, go for it. I know, you know, like, mm. no one was jaded about it and no one like used it as a platform to like make it about them. It was like, let's just really dive into the kind of this, this kind of discussion time. And so um, I think sh- there's, a, there are like structural elements that, that really helped. And yeah. And then over time, it's like kind of what I meant, what Andy mentioned in the, the little kind of paragraph I shared is like, you know, it does really affect how, your Sunday experiences too. And that like you have like your go-to community. It's like, you don't have to wander around. It's like, I wonder who I'm going to talk to. It's like worst case scenario, you find your small group guys mm-hmm. and you just hang around and stand around <laughs> and talk. Right. And it's like having that safety net is huge. Yeah. And then it just kind of re it's a cycle, right? It reinforces the relationships at small group and then at Sunday and small group of Sunday. And then before you know it, like you have like real genuine friendships. And that was something that, I don't know, you know, being, you guys know, being in ministry can be hard, right? Like there's that balance between like, look, like we're friends, we're serving together and that's, that's legitimate, but it can be hard to walk that balance between like the people you're serving. Are they just your friends Mm -hmm. or are they, you know, you know, people who you're serving or who are also paying your salary, you know, (laughs) by tithing and to have that small group is like, no, I like have for sure people who are just my friends and that's, I think important. So yeah, I don't know if I gave you a real concrete answer. No, that's yeah, that's perfect. That was... And I just, I mean, it's so exciting because the vision is clear where we're headed. There's a rich tradition of our church. And I think kind of it's in our DNA and how we've been built and what God has done in the past. And then there's a very tangible model that you guys have experienced and that Nick has, has fostered to kind of really lead us forward. You know, so, you know, Nick, I mean, I want to get your your thoughts. I mean, just in general, right? I mean, we know how much you love the Sunday centric model and you know, I mean, we joke about that, you know, and I know Brandon's joked about it before, but you know, that's something you've always like kind of just presented to us, right? Like, are we Sunday centric? Like, is that what we want to be? Is that the goal? And up until now, we didn't really have a clear answer for that. Right. So kind of just in light of kind of the vision where we're headed in, in this push for, community small groups and that being something that you're so gifted at as brandon mentioned going back to you know leading the young adult ministry uh what your small group you know what you're what you're doing with soul fit kind of just what are your thoughts you know what as, as brandon came back and, and shared you shared these things with with you um what are some of the things that come to mind you know in terms of, of where we're headed I mean, just for clarity, the whole Sunday, Sunday centric model thing, like <laughs> I, I know I can come off as a little cynical from time <laughs> to time, but I, I kind of don't mean it that way. Like when I first heard the term, it was from a church planner friend of mine who was saying our denomination has done research and it's shown that of all the ways to do church and they're all equally biblical in one way or another, the Sunday morning centric model at least in North America, seems to work the best. Mm. Um, at least if if you if you want to be a full time paid pastor, mm. so which, which we do, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, and and so moving forward, it's it's not that it's a bad thing, and it's mm. not that we're ever going to get away from that. So even 
as we revamp community, mm-hmm. we're still Sunday morning centric. Right. And and that's okay. That's not um that's not a bad thing. Um my thoughts of you coming back from the sabbatical, one was kind of hearing you share I didn't really know that it was on a checklist of sabbatical that you have to come back with this amazing vision. Yeah, Eric told me I was fired. If, <laughs> yeah. if you don't have a vision, man, don't bother yeah. coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Every week I text them and say, got it yet? <laughs> <laughs> Better be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I always felt like sabbaticals for you to find rest, right? Mm-hmm. And not to come back with, you know, this vision from the clouds, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, with that said, like, I love your personal narrative because I feel like it's a little bit of a microcosm for our church Mm. um, that we might have uh, these reservations, you know, we might uh, identify on the introvert side of the spectrum. Uh, And even to go back a few years, even before um, our small group, one of the messages that I remember the most from you was, when you talked about social anxiety and kind of going through this period where it's like, mm. I don't even want to be around people yeah. to God kind of working with that to, and your phrase was, I like people, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, but I think, you know, uh, uh, most people like, like you, right? Like you're not like, y- you know, uh, a divisive figure. Where it's like, I don't really like Brandon, you know, <laughs> it's like everybody likes Brandon, right? I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> But you, there was something in you that was like, I just don't like being around people. It makes me nervous, drains me. Mm-hmm. Um, and to kind of come out of that in like a healthy way of realizing, mm-hmm. okay, this is, you know, part of my personality. But at the same time, you know, God's kind of bringing me out of that season. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that to I'll tolerate small group to I love small groups mm-hmm. to like, I'm going to implement freaking small groups in this whole <laughs> church. <laughs> It's yeah. like, oh, okay. Um, so it's cool to watch. And I mm-hmm. think it, it, it's a good narrative for our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and and kind of one thought I had as you were sort of sharing about this church that you visited where the, kind of the motto was small groups are the lifeblood of our church. And and again, I don't mean this to be cynical, but just, just a question. Um, was that a church that he had planted and built from the ground up? Or was there a shift somewhere? It was a plant. Th- okay. So they were based there. There's a big church in like Texas and they're like their whole ministry philosophy is planting. Gotcha. And then uh, their kind of vision is once they reach a certain size, they'll plant again. Okay. Yeah. What do you ask? Well, j- <laughs> I mean, again, like I don't say this to like be a downer, but <laughs> I feel like. But you're ha- going to be right now. <laughs> 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 crap all over my vision. Yeah, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it, man. <laughs> no, I mean, I, it's like. We're part of the challenge of leading this church, of serving this church, is that we we're a congregation that's been around. Mm-hmm. We have a culture that's set, and even if it's a culture that's actually really only been around for the past five, ten years, mm-hmm. because there was a time when I would say my dad pushed small groups pretty hard. Mm-hmm. That it was we are a church of small groups. Yeah, but you know, even given that, it's like we're kind of turning a ship with people that are comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. ourselves included, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And so I'm kind of just curious, like how, what it looks like to navigate that, you know, to not necessarily put um, an unrealistic expectation, comparing ourselves to these churches, but realizing like, hey, we're, here's the goal. And if we, if we get here, okay, we're going to celebrate that. Yeah. 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 I think that was one part that was important just the fact that it has been a part of our culture at some point mm-hmm. and that it's not like a, this church has never been about this, has never cared about yeah. that. Um, so I think that's in our favor. Because yeah. in my mind, again, as I went off, it was like, man, I'm going to find something. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to rock these people. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> and there was this kind of like jaded, like, like forget where we've been. And that was, I mean, I didn't share this on Sunday. Or, or to this point, but like that was a big um, turning point in sabbatical was like embracing that this church is what it is and it's a good thing, you know, and like mm-hmm. part, you know, part of the journey on sabbatical was kind of letting go of this, this part of me that like wa- just wanted us to be a different church. Like we can move in a different direction, but we are who we are. We're multi-generational. We're a family church. 
we're not terribly cool or trendy but that's that's okay and there are strengths that come with we're that not? <laughs> i mean other what? than you nick <laughs> i mean <laughs> oh. <laughs> And that's not to say right, we can't change and that things won't shift, but I think to come into it of like appreciating all that we are and, and again, where we've come from. And so uh, my hope is, and, and you're for sure, right? Like obviously like changing that culture is going to be hard. My hope is that because a lot of the people who we need to buy into this but have bought into it before at some point. Mm-hmm. And, and have experienced the good of it. So you look at like our seniors, you look at some of our like older families, most of those people have been in a small group and have had a positive experience mm-hmm. in a small group. And so if you just take that fact and say, look, like whatever your small group experience has been, maybe you've had some good, some bad, you've experienced the power of relationship mm-hmm. in some sense. And so I think getting people on board to like, whether it's you know something that you need right now in your walk you could at least acknowledge that for somebody else whether it's a a young believer somebody who's new to our church like this could be really important and so i think like it has that potential to kind of bring people together in that sense that i think we all know this you know like Mm -hmm. whether you like it or, or not and whether you've done it in a while or not you could say yeah that's one pretty biblical two that's been my experience and so i think yeah i i definitely wouldn't say i'm expecting anything to change overnight but i do think like buy-in just from the perspective of you're right this is important it is is a good first goal and then beyond that to like explore i think it's on us to take that kind of energy and say okay let's make that work for you even though that hasn't been a part of your schedule, mm-hmm. you, you don't think you have time for it, you, you think you're too old for it, you think you're whatever, that we create a structure that says like, look, we know you think this is good. Mm-hmm. So let us help you take steps towards that. Yeah. And I think, again, we're, you guys, we're not there yet, mm-hmm. but I'm hopeful that about just the stuff we've talked about so far that like at, at least that group of people we can get on board and if we get them on board, like the, the core of our church, our seniors, our older couples, our young families who have been here for a while, then I think it's only a matter of time before that just kind of seeps into the rest of, you know, the newer people and the people who haven't ever experienced that. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, it's interesting, you you know, you, Nick, you bring up that dichotomy of like church plant, established church, yeah. you know, um, you know, because I've been been wrestling with that and I think I don't even remember at some point during Brandon's sabbatical we had that conversation where I just felt this kind of tension like on on one hand church planters have the freedom to there's a conviction and there's a permission and almost like just this deep sense of urgency to go for it you know the challenge is you don't have a lot of resources you just make with what you have and, and you give it your best right you know, we have you know the privilege of leading an established church. We've been what forty years now. Um, you know, so a lot of tradition, a lot of faithfulness, uh, a lot of how things have been done. Um, but at the same time, the tension is like we don't have forty years of experience, mm-hmm. right? So we're not the ones who've led for forty years. The, the, the people who have been here for forty years, right? So we're we kind of stuck in this middle, right? Like we have resources and people are so supportive and gracious and there's rich tradition, but you know, and we have this challenge to maintain it. And kind of what I've been just sensing is like, we need to begin to view ourselves more like a church plant, mm-hmm. you know, not because not neglecting, disrespecting, not being unappreciative or ungrateful, but just this reality of God has called us. Mm-hmm. We need to be obedient, mm-hmm. period, you mm-hmm. know, and we can trust the same God who started this church 40 years ago is going to build on that through us. Right. So he's not going to like disrespect people. He's not going to, you know, look back on his 40 years of work and be like, nah, (laughs) you know, I'm going to do something way cooler with you guys. Like he's going to build on that. But I think that to lean into that, you know, with humility, with all sense of obedience of like, if this is what God wants us to do, 
we need to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and just like a church plan who's going to put on a line and say, yeah. hey, we're going to do it. And if, if people never come, mm-hmm. we got to be okay with it, mm-hmm. right? Because we're being obedient. And that same kind of posture with humility, because it can easily become arrogance. Mm. But with humility, say like, hey, this is what God is calling us to do. And it's biblical. Like, we got to do it. And if if some, only some get on board, we have to be okay with it. Everyone gets on board, awesome, obviously. But I think that kind of, you know, tension and saying, hey, we're just, we got to give it our best. We got to go for it. Um, And really trust that God is, He's going to build on what he's already started yeah. and he's going to honor his, his, his own work. So he's going to honor the past. And I think if we, you know, so that's why all this, you know, coming back to some it makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, like, Hey, we're not, it, it, it makes sense in light of who we are and where we've been. But um, yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be challenging, but at the mm-hmm. same time, if we're willing to, to be faithful, to kind of, kind of be on a, to not kind of be, but to be unapologetic. Mm. about saying mm. this is what God wants us to do mm. because it's so good for us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I don't think we need to worry, you know, about if that's offensive, well, I don't know what else you can do if, yeah. you know, yeah. so. But yeah, I think it's great that you brought it up, Nick, and kind of highlight that tension. <laughs> so kind of on, you know, I kind of want to come back to you, Nick, because so much of, I think, of where we are going with community is, um, kind of the communities that you've helped to foster, mm. you know, and I think Brandon has been a recipient of it. Mm-hmm. I know I've experienced it and, and we can articulate like what we've experienced, but I'd love to hear kind of from you. What is it that you intentionally try to do? Like, what are you trying to create? What yeah. are you trying to accomplish that so far has seemed to, to work? You know, I don't know if there's a better way to say that, but mm-hmm. And in many ways, because of that, we're leaning into it even more. And, you know, I think, what do you think it is? How would you articulate kind of your vision, your passion for community and what you try to accomplish when you lead it? It's so interesting, uh, kind of this journey, because so much of me, even coming to a place of recognizing, I think there's a gifting and a passion there has been feedback. (laughs) You (laughs) You know, sometimes you just do things and people say, hey, what is it that you did? because that was meaningful. So for me, when it comes to community, it's not like I have this stuff in a Google spreadsheet somewhere of like, hey, do this, this, and this. Dang it. You know? (laughs) But I mean, like I like spreadsheets and there's a part of me that wants to create something that could be imparted, right? Hmm. And so as I get feedback, it's like, oh, okay. Like, let's do that. (laughs) You know, like the way you even described our small group, I never would have thought of it like, okay, that's, important and strategic Mm. but it just kind of felt right yeah um and so a couple things that i think about when i think about community um in the context of the church uh, well first i I love that quote from your message we said if you look at the new testament nothing is about how to structure a church how to run a service it's all about the relationships Mm. you know and and how god forms your character in that context and so I look back at, at kind of my Christian journey, and for the most part, always what has been most formative for me were the communities, the, the guys I lived with, uh, the college fellowships I was in, um, and some of the leadership teams that I served with in those churches. It was never, and, and I, I've been to a good amount of churches, just church hopping in college, church hopping when I moved to Sacramento. Um, it's actually pretty draining. I mean, in my opinion, because you start evaluating everything. I'm like, do I like that? Do I like that? It's like, is this what church is about? Like, is this what I'm supposed to be looking at? Um, but one of the things that has, uh, two things, I guess, in my mind. Um, but the first is when I think about uh, a safe place, a place where people feel um, connected, uh, where they feel a sense of ownership. I think about a car ride for some reason. You know, mm. like if you're go if you're driving to Mammoth, I, I kind of think of two options. Like you you can get to the end and be like, that was the longest car ride <laughs> ever. Like I'm just bored, I'm annoyed. You know, or you think about what makes for good conversation where you get there and it's like, oh my gosh, like that was it? Like mm. that just flew by. And I can I can think of specific 
car rides with specific people, and I'm not gonna name those people. <laughs> I used to drive you to San Diego. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope you're. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Thanks, man. But you know, th- just those those questions, those things that are engaging. You know, like, hey, we got six hours together. Uh, what am I curious about? Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. you know, so so for me, some go-to questions that I always have when I'm when I'm writing with believers is like, where did what was one moment in your life that was undeniably God that you look mm-hmm. back on? And it was like God met me here, mm-hmm. and just curious, like what people say. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a way, that's that's just a way of asking people for their testimony. Like, where, where's God met you? Mm. Um, and uh, I just kind of have these series of questions of what, like, what makes life interesting? Like, what do I want to know about who you are? Um, and uh, and then the other thing that I think about uh, is actually the mechanics of good conversation. Mm. Um, and one of my mentors in Sacramento was really good at this. He would actually write it out and he would, it, you know, it's stuff, it's stuff that feels mundane. Like if you had to go through it with a group, but you know, it's stuff like, um, don't try and correct anyone's theology. Uh, when someone shares something, um, don't immediately respond with like, Oh yeah, I went through the same exact thing. Let me give you some advice. Mm. And it's kind of these concrete things that just help community. Um, I think another one I read was like, never give someone advice unless you're asked. Mm. Mm. And, um, you know, so those are things I, I think, especially for me as growing up as kind of a shy, awkward kid, like, what does it look like to engage with people? And I grew up with all brothers, so we're, we weren't great communicators. <laughs> um, the idea of interacting with females who knew how to talk was like <laughs> totally foreign to me <laughs> growing up. So I remember thinking about these things. Okay. What is it? Like what's listening? Like back in the day, we didn't text, so you'd call, right? So how do you have a phone conversation with people? You know, so I feel like all of these things help in the mechanics of community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'd love for you to, I think, put some of those things down. Mm -hmm. You know, I know you have spreadsheets for everything else. (laughs) (laughs) This might be an important one for us to to record, you know. uh, But I think, yeah, definitely you know, your presence and those things that it just seems like it comes into, it's intuitive for you, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's not intuitive for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's gonna be real important for us moving forward to do that. Yeah. Let me add something. I think like one thing you do really well, Nick, is you do intentionality hmm. really well. So like if I was starting a small group and we were going to have a discussion, I would feel super insecure about it. So I'd hand out the you know, the, you know, the questions like, all right, here's some questions. Like just do a couple, it's no big deal, but you know, like, Mm. you know, and just kind of do that thing where you no pressure. And I think the thing you do really well is like, all right, we're going to do community. This is really important. Mm. So, uh, answer this, you know, and it's like, there's like a real like solidness to like, when you lead, it's like, I don't know. And I don't think it's cheesy. I don't think it's overbearing. It's just like, you really lead us into that place where I think everyone's like, okay, we're going to answer these questions. And I think sometimes you do need that a little bit, somebody who will kind of unapologetically say, we're going to do this because it's good. Let me tell you why it's good. And then I'm going to let you just kind of do it. And Mm -hmm. so um, I think especially in our culture and, you know, a a lot of us being Asian American, there is that kind of like tentativeness. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things I really appreciate the way you lead is, there's there's a real sense of yeah like okay we're 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 doing this you know and so uh, I know you don't always feel that sense of confidence mm-hmm. but you you project it in a way that's meaningful for a group mm-hmm. of if you're kind of not sure should I do this or not you don't want a leader who's like well maybe you shouldn't <laughs> you want a leader who's like do this this is good yeah and yeah. I think that's something that obviously like we have to do and we have to kind of inject in the DNA of our groups mm-hmm. it's like look like we can't feel dumb about the things that we're doing in small groups. Like we really have to believe in them. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it's so interesting. I, I like, I, I really like how you put that. It reminds me a lot of Soulfit, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of comical if you think about doing the opposite when you're coaching a Soulfit class. Okay. We're going to write this on the whiteboard. 
but you know if you don't feel like doing it <laughs> like that's totally cool but hey you don't like burpees like um you know just have a soda right <laughs> whatever form you want to use <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. go with what's comfortable <laughs> yeah, with you yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know if you want to whatever it is right it, and the same thing with like <laughs> so i've been training in kind of this karate mixed martial arts uh world and one of the things they tell us is like you know when you're here we want you 100 percent dialed in you know if there's mm. something else that you would rather be doing go take care of that and then come back and do this but we want your mind and your body 100 percent here mm. um but you're right I, I think as evangelical christians we give so many people outs right mm. like it, you know if you don't want to do it totally cool <laughs> um jesus still loves you um but then we you know we lose something there right mm, yeah so. yeah and it's like everything it's like well is this like is this cheesy like people have already done this before so like i can't pretend like this is new or important but you should right because yeah. it isn't it mm -hmm. isn't old for everyone and whether you've done it before it's still worth doing and so mm -hmm. yeah and it's like if it's not worth doing then let's just not do it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure yeah i mean i don't want to get ahead of ourselves but i think there's something about what we're talking about that needs to shift in our culture, you know, mm -hmm. to, to lean into that, right? I mean, there's still grace, there's still a love that's unconditional, but to be unafraid to say, this is important, this is good for you. You know, as you're talking about the car ride, Nick, and you know, what would it be like to have a good conversation and say, tell me about a moment that you knew, you know, I'm like, I don't know if I've ever asked that question, mm. you know, because I'm afraid, but what you end, what you've discovered, I think what you do in a group is you actually go there because you know, it'll be meaningful. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. that will impact the car ride where the person gets out and says, that was a good, that was a good conversation, you know? And I think in the way we do community, the way we church, as you guys have both mentioned, um, you have to be, unafraid to step into that mm -hmm. you know and, and see where it goes right because yeah. if not then we just stay at the surface mm -hmm. and it's it'd be okay you know i think you can get away with but it's okay mm -hmm. you know if we do that so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i mean just one caveat to that too is that small talk context uh, like that's all still really important you yeah. know there's there's a lot of you know studies that demonstrate that those things are important you can't just jump in hi my name is nick where has god met you, you know? <laughs> like there's sort of an art to it and we don't get to just um you know disregard the things that we would you know deem superficial mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we had lots of superficial conversations too and those were important <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah well thank you both for you know i think just diving into the vision to kind of paint a picture of what community not only could look like, but I think what we want it to look like and, and really what we want everyone to experience because it's that good. You know, I think I'd love for you guys to respond um, to, to those who might still be wrestling or even just hesitant. You know, mm -hmm. we got a lot of responses that people are like, hey, I'm thinking about it or I'm in. Just let me know when. But there may be some where just... Mm, what, how would you respond? What would you want to say to them right now? I mean, I think, again, just one, like, it, it is that important, you know? And, like, I do really think, as I was as I was writing that message, just that idea of, like, you came to church for something. Mm. And, mm. like, don't miss out on that because you didn't take that that one last step, you know? And it's, like... You know, it's, it is kind of like, like, like working out or whatever. It's like you, you have these goals and like you can kind of end up not accomplishing them because you do kind of just enough, yeah. but not ever push it to the point where you're really like making sacrifices and, and doing some things that are hard. And I think if, if you're, if you're coming to church, you want something. And I think as, as good as it can be, and again, I, I believe in power of sermons and, and, and worshiping together but man like i just i just genuinely don't know if i if i think outside of like just god's miraculous grace and power that i see that happening just by going to church every sunday and mm -hmm. I, I really don't think it was designed to function that way and so there's just so much good that can, can come out of it and so as much as there's like a lot of risks and like 
there's a lot of sacrifice. Um, like whatever, whatever that is spiritually, whatever that is in your relationship with God, I can almost guarantee that relationships will help. And I can't guarantee that that relationship will happen right away, that in your first small group experience that'll happen. But I do think if you kind of pursue that and you, you keep at it, you know, maybe you, you try a small group for a year, it doesn't work out. Maybe the next year you find two or three people who it's like, those are those become your people and that becomes the, the means by which you really grow and in worst case scenario you're gonna grow somehow like god is gonna do something through almost any community um of people just by virtue of of again like all the stuff that happens in a small group the worst case scenario is you grow in a way you didn't expect yeah. you know mm-hmm. and that's still good and god wants to do that god doesn't want to just take you on the path you've laid out for yourself he wants to challenge you and you know whether it's learning to love a difficult person or, or, you know, coming to see faith in a different way and having new perspectives and what, whatever, it could be a million different things, but that's the worst case. And so mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, I, I think just to think about, you know, why do you come to church? And if that's important to you, then this is, I think we think it's a, a vital step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so good. How about you, Nick? I'm sorry, what was the original question? What did you say? <laughs> What's the worst thing you've ever done? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, just for those who might still be hesitant, yeah. you know, have reservations of, of joining a small group, getting into community, in light of everything that we've already said, you know, what, what would you want to encourage them with? What would you say to them? You know, the one thought that comes to mind... Um, and, and I'm kind of in a life stage where my peers, whether they're married or not, our social spheres kind of shrink, you know, and mm-hmm. I, th- I think a lot of us are recognizing some, maybe for the first time, what loneliness is. Mm-hmm. But I'm realizing that w- whether you're Christian or not, the quality of your life is dictated by the quality of your relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of making a lot of these small observations of like, what makes relationships good? A lot of times it's like food and hospitality the ability to engage in conversation. But as I kind of look around and and meet different people, it's like those that are living good lives have good relationships Mm. and those that aren't don't have great relationships. And that's, that's across the board from your coworkers to romantic partners to just friends, you know? And so, yeah, I think for us to learn how to engage one another meaningfully, um, will go a long way mm-hmm. and say a lot about kind of the trajectory of our lives. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you both for you know, sharing that. I think those are powerful words that yeah, I hope those who are listening will definitely take it to heart. Um, you know, I know we're kind of running out of time, but we did get one question from Yvonne. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Yvonne. Thanks for submitting these questions. Our we really appreciate listener. it. <laughs> Um, so her question uh, was just curious, would small groups in the future be co-ed? Why or why not? And I think her bigger question is more on the practical. Just what do we envision these small groups looking like? How will they be divvied up? Um, I'll let you, Brandon, kind of just yeah. run with that. What do you kind of envision right now? Feel free to answer as much as you want, as little as you want. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously, you know, we're kind of still figuring that out. I think the two things that we think would be good at at a bare minimum would be one to continue to have the option of, of being in a group with people in a similar life stage. Like there are some times in your life where having support from people who are just kind of walking through the same place as you, like for us being a young family with little kids, it's been invaluable to be able to talk about parenting and, and kind of struggle through that with other parents to have a group where our kids can play with other kids. And so I think we think that's good and that's valuable and that for people who want that, that's an important thing to provide. And so in that sense, you'd have that kind of group. But we also think like having groups that are not divided up that way, that you have multi-generational groups, there's a lot of also, also a lot of value in just kind of pouring, you know, people who have been through stuff pouring into people who are younger people who are younger kind of giving life and new perspectives to people who are older uh, my father-in-law 
and or Alyssa's parents just joined a small group that's kind of mixed that way. Mm. And he's talked about how much he's enjoyed the the times when there are younger people in his group. And he basically says like, I don't need to talk to people my age. Like I already know what they think. I want to talk to somebody who's younger and learn something. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that, that really just kind of surprised me that that Mm. that's what he enjoyed. And so just kind of in in that vein, that's something that we think would be good on both ends. Mm -hmm. You know, we've all talked to young adults who are struggling to figure out job and relationships and often are, are just looking for somebody older to provide guidance or, you know, just somebody to say like, Hey, you're, you're, you're okay. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, um, I'm excited about that possibility because that's not something we've had a lot of, um, as, as far as I can remember, you know, an opportunity to be in something like that. So those are the two things that I think we would at the very least want to have, um, at least at this point in terms of like gender based groups, like I'm kind of open to anything. Like, so, I mean, if there's like a huge desire for that, then sure, you know, we can explore that. So I don't, I don't think we have any like set Mm -hmm. ideas of what has to be this way or that way. I think there are a lot of different ways that community can form and relationships can be meaningful. And so, you know, as there's a need and as we have the resources, like, I think we're open to as much as possible, but we'll probably start off with, with those two yeah. at the least. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, yeah, just once again, want to thank you guys uh, both for, for being here today. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for where we're headed. I think it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be challenging, uh, but it's going to be good. And it's going to be, um, you know, I think it's definitely worth it for those who take that, that step of faith. Um, so yeah, thanks again for both of you guys being here. Yeah, happy birthday, Eric, by the way. Oh, happy yeah. 40th. <laughs> you Young, should, you should sing, Nick. Why don't you <laughs> sing to <him? laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, it was a lot of fun, and thank you for listening. If you guys made it this far, obviously we're excited about this, so uh, we had plenty to say. But, uh, yeah, once again, hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>